This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, March 30th, 2023. And one of your hosts, Blessing Adelaide Jr. Joining me is WWE Superstar, a.k.a. host of WWE's This Is Awesome, a.k.a. host of PS I Love You XOXO, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. That is a dynamite shirt you're wearing for PS I Love You XOXO. Recording this afternoon. I was going for comfort today. Yeah. I was like, I need something soft. I need something warm. And this fulfilled that. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. You can get yours kind of funny.com slash door. There, there was a big sale going on. Is it still going on? I don't know. Who knows? Is Joey, not, Joey here? Joey's not here. Joey's not, not here. here. Nobody knows. God Nobody can tell you. Open it. <laughs> kind of slash door. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a pretty good morning. Came in, uh, had some laughs this morning. Yeah. Some yeah. unexpected laughs. I mean, this morning. And we're called kind of funny for a reason. You know what I mean? You know you're going to get some laughs around here. It is on sale still, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there you go. Mark down $10 from its normal price. Wow. That's a steal. Yeah, get over there. That's a steal. He's warm and cozy. You could be warm and cozy. How's your morning? Great. Uh, you know, uh, it's mixed bag, I guess, actually. Mm. You know, um, again, we're kind of funny. You know what I mean? I yeah. think the audience understands that you understand that kind of funny best friends, of course. Like, we're going to come out here. We're going to give you the gaming news on kind of funny games daily. We're also going to have some fun and some shenanigans and stuff. Mm. And yesterday, we had some fun and shenanigans with the gaming news. Mm. However, uh, I probably took it too far. Uh, you know, I mean, for you know, full transparency and honesty, you know, yesterday we we don't you know we have the run of show, but you know we get out of here and how the conversations are gonna go. And yesterday I did a video, uh, or I, I guess at the time I was just doing a, a monologue in the show, right? I did a, sh- a show monologue. Uh, I thought comically poking fun at PC gamers for the Last of Us Part One not running on the uh, platform, and uh, I heard you loud and clear that got broken out. Obviously, it was posted everywhere. It's on my TikTok. It's on my Twitter. I put it up, obviously, thinking everybody would rally behind it and think it was a really really funny joke mm-hmm. um many people didn't think it was uh, a funny funny joke uh twitter mentions comments on the video just aflame with people who did not think it was a funny funny joke mm. and so you know that's tough for me <laughs> i'm just kidding fuck them <laughs> run the video i put up today i can't even get to it run the video i put up today what's up everybody welcome to another greg tech tip now as you know last of us part one is having a lot of trouble running on pc but I found a foolproof technique to make it run on any machine. So the problem actually begins right here. As you can see, we are on Steam, right? That's the issue right there, ladies and gentlemen. So what you want to do is just shut down your computer. There's no reason you should be using it. What you should do is then walk to your living room, TV, couch area, and hopefully you live with someone smarter than you and they own a PlayStation 5. Now, what you want to do is sit down, hover over the Last of Us Part 1 tile, and then click... X, and this is gonna blow your mind. It loads right there and it's ready to play. It's almost as if this game was designed to run on one machine rather than having to be on the multitude of madness here of any other PC it could run on possibly. You jump in there, you can get to playing The Last of Us Part One right away. Now, as I said, press X. That's another thing that might blow your mind. This is a controller. About 50 years or so, everybody said, man, keyboards and mouse that's no way to play a video game let's make a controller so they made this so you could play like a grown-up 
while we're here with things that might blow your mind, <laughs> the bar of soap. <laughs> now, I know you PC gamers haven't touched soap since the last time your parents gave you a bath. You went downstairs into the basement, and you've been playing your Sim City and your real-time strategy Civil War games hunched over like Gollum, just tapping away on the Wazdas using the mouse and keyboard. Next time you put in a DoorDash order for Mr. Bim... <laughs> Giorno pizzas and whatever the hell else it is accusing people alive in your filth and slop. Why not order a bar of soap? This has been another Greg Tech tip. God, got him, got him, got him. Can I tell you, I it was so hard for me to try and not laugh during these takes because that was what our third or fourth take. Of yeah, that. well, I'm gonna put up the outtakes. Okay. There's a whole video of you just. Uh, I didn't tell you what I wanted you to film, so then I just yeah. started and you lose it. Like I knew it. I knew this is what it was gonna well, be. It's, it started where I'm in the kitchen area of the office, just eating my breakfast, and I see you like set up your PlayStation Five, yeah. and I'm like, oh, is there is, is he playing a VR game? Like what is going on? And then I see Lasses Part One as the first tile on there, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, Greg's been playing Lasses Part One. I want. I wonder if he's just like. Maybe he's setting up to play Horizon because we're going to talk about Horizon on PSLW. And then it was until you were like, hey, yeah, record this thing of me. And I like, <laughs> I walk over, I see Last of Us pulled up on your PC at your desk. I turn and I see Last of Us on the screen on, on the PS5 and I immediately knew where I was going. And the last started there. But then, yeah, it was every single time we would start to film where you started, <laughs> you started, you were like, oh, yeah, welcome to Greg's Tech Tips. And immediately I lost it because I knew exactly <laughs> where I was going. But it's too much fun. Out there. I, you know, I, I enjoyed yesterday too much. To the point mm -hmm. that even like you know, if you follow the the drama last night, the drama I say in quotes, I wasn't paying attention and I was playing video games. But TikTok took down the video because the PC gamers all reported me for harassment, and so then I lobbied. So funny. I appealed to TikTok and they put it back up, and now it's my most successful TikTok. And now that I want to be a series. I want you all to know I've I'm, I don't usually post that much to my TikTok. I don't post a lot of TikTok stuff in general. If I do I want to just go and that's my TikTok persona? I mean, that's <laughs> just have to be. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Greg you know who, the, the character video game troll. making fun of PC nonstop. I just turn that into my TikTok persona and just every video is making fun of PC gamers. That actually does sound like a goldmine. That actually does sound like viral material. I, I genuinely think, think you should do it. Right, we'll look into it. We'll look into All it. Right. Keep me follow, get, throw me a, a follow over there at Game Over Greggy. Do I spell it weird? I think I might spell it weird. Game Over Greggy with a zero. I can't remember if I had to do that or With not. Three Gs. I did. And I one, of, one of those platforms I had to do that. Was it this one? Four Gs. No, I'm just Game Over Greggy, it looks like. Yeah, Game Over Greggy on TikTok. TikTok.com slash at Game Over Greggy. Come over there. Go like follow. the new video. Because right, right now, is the, I was telling you, is the best part. Because mm -hmm. it's the same thing from yesterday, where I didn't expect that video to blow up. I didn't, I don't, I, it was, there was a very clear moment yesterday where it got shared by PC fans, not Greg mm -hmm. fans, not kind of funny fans. Like the, so, the PC version of Greg Miller. Exactly. And so there's so much kind of funny, so many kind of funny best friends in there. Part of the the joke, having fun with it, yada, yada, yada. And then the PC people came in and they did not know what they were coming into. And so I'm just having way too much fun watching God. the reaction to this stupid fucking joke video. That's so good. That's so good. Of course, PlayStation, can you do nothing wrong? Get off your PCs. Come over to PlayStation. Exactly. The supreme platform. Let's talk about Also, the other funny thing was, I'm sorry, just to cut you off. <laughs> I installed Last of Us. Like, I, from home, I was, like, making Ben breakfast. And I, like, oh, installed on my work PS5 so I can get there. And I set it up. And I'm like do I want to do it where I just hit X and like it's already loaded or should I do like, you know, I started it up and walk through the thing. And I was like, ah, just to be, make it a better video, I'll do that. And sure as shit, I started Last of Us Part 1 the first time and I hit it and there was a pop-up of like, you're, you're not, your HDPC or this isn't of there. Your, your, your licenses aren't restored. Like, 
Thank God I didn't do this in this stupid video. I also do appreciate how good you are at just moving along with a bit. Because at one point you said multitude of madness. You know how And I, like it took me until this this I've seen the video like three times yeah. now. It took me until this watch where I was like, he means multiverse of madness. All yeah. right, I see where yeah. this is going. Well, it's like one of those things of I let go pretty quick of what the vision of the video was. Because mm. I did want, as I told you when I started filming, I wanted to do it without Wee's laughing. I wanted to do it as straight as possible, but I didn't want to edit it. We didn't have time for it. And so, like, yeah, once we lose, as soon as I turn, I'm like, that's your first problem. <laughs> like, well, we're just going. This, we're just is, going. Just this is the take, and whatever was, happens, happens. I was legitimately, like, second take, biting my lip, yeah. trying to not, like, <laughs> let it go. And then as soon I forget what you said. You said something where I was like, I just can't hold it anymore. But again, PlayStation can do nothing wrong. So let's talk about today's stories, which include PlayStation VR 2's rough start, uh, EA restructures, and more, because this is kind of funny games daily. <laughs> I don't, hold on a second. Now, we have the goodwill of the PlayStation people, because we've made fun of PC. Mm. Do we really want to now anger the PSVR 2 people? <laughs> they, are, too late. they are more angry than the PC people in general. It is way too late. Uh, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games. we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. Uh, to be a part of the show, to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, there's a new X-Cast up right now with Andy Cortez's preview of Lies of P. Uh, that's over on youtube.com slash It's the Kinda new Soulsborn. That's what they're talking it's, about. It's new Soulsborn Obsession. Yeah, well, I liked it. Yeah, you know, I, we, that's what we were tinkering with earlier, me and Mike in meetings and stuff, and when I put on our games planning doc or whatever. I liked the headline they came up with mm-hmm. uh, on their own or whatever, which, of course, isn't in the playlist right now. I'll play it. But it Xbox, is. Xbox has their Bloodborne. Yeah, th- what a fucking title right yeah. there. What yeah. a fucking title. Everybody yeah. go support now, that. Some might say it's clickbait. <laughs> some might say. No, it's not. Life well, is coming I to PlayStation. I hate it. I hate it when people do that shit. Clickbait. They well, have a long conversation about well, it. It's a multi-platform game. You but know? it's on is Xbox. Is it as good as, as Bloodborne? So the world has its Bloodborne? What do you want? Xbox yeah, finally yeah. has its Bloodborne. Check. Xbox, you know, make your own games. I, lo- I love this conversation because literally right before the show, Mike walks up to me and is like, hey, can you double check the headline? Is it clickbait? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm like, no, that's not clickbait. No, that's perfect. Now here you are, right under the bus with him. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then over on Patreon, Greg is recording a live hour-long Greg way at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Come hang out with me, y'all. Time. I love that this whole, there's a whole graphic for this. It's yeah. fantastic. That's, I mean, that's... You got me hyped for this. Roger thing. right there, everybody. That's, that's the power of Roger. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Roger. I also made the X-Cast uh, headline, so I was concerned bam. if it was bam, clickbait bam. or not. But You get some right, you get some wrong. No big deal. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, thank, you our, right. <laughs> thank you to our thank you our but I got a flip flop on you now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have eight stories today. Oh wait, a baker's dozen. Start. Oh, I like that one. Starting with our number one, PlayStation VR two is off. To not a great start. This is right. I Pinsdale. am shocked. <laughs> which part? It's not. What, what, what do you mean? Which part? <laughs> there, there's one part. PlayStation VR two isn't off to a good. Bad, it's off to a bad start. Who could have thought? Who, who could have predicted this? Who would, who would have assumed? I'm sure if somebody did predict it, the audience would have been very kind to them. This is from Ryan Dinsdale. 
at IGN. Sony's PlayStation VR 2 is reportedly off to an underwhelming start with the virtual reality headset, only expected to sell 270,000 units by the end of March. As reported by Bloomberg, the figure comes from research firm IDC, and while 270,000 is still a lot of headsets, reports last year indicated that Sony was looking to produce 2 million PSVR 2 units to be sold by the end of March. Vice President of Data and Analytics at IDC, Francisco Geronimo, told Bloomberg that Sony would need to cut the price of the PSVR 2 to stop its launch from being a complete disaster. The headset, which already sits at $549.99, is made even pricier by the additional $499.99 cost of the required PlayStation 5. Quote, consumers around the world are facing rising costs of living, rising interest rates, and rising layoffs. VR headsets are not top of the mind for most consumers under the current economic climate, said Geronimo. Quote, I suspect a price cut on the PSVR 2 will be needed to avoid complete disaster dun, dun, dun. of their new product. End quote. Greg? Yeah. Is this a disaster? Well, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I think we all go back to, again, this is still reports that PlayStation was going to make two million, right? They never said confirm. They never confirmed that, right? That yeah, Sony uh, reports last year indicated Sony was looking to produce two million. Who knows if that's actually the case? That wasn't a f- figure shared publicly. So sadly, only PlayStation knows if it's a complete disaster because back with them, they're the ones who are setting what the metrics are for success and what they need to be. From our side in the industry, even if you wanted to take away from you know the figures here that are being pulled out, right, the, which are again not official numbers from PlayStation or something like that, I would say yes, it is a disaster. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's one to easily overlook because I don't think most people in our sphere expected this to be a huge success. Um, I know that there is a very dedicated PlayStation VR two fan base. I, you and I both cheer for PlayStation VR two. We want it to do great. We were as excited as you could be as we heard about it and still not being, you know, wireless and yada, yada, yada. But what I go back to, if you want to even, because I have all the personal stories I've shared on it, right? Of like, okay, well, you know, we had our first uh, emergency trip to Canada during the review period, so I left everything behind, and Janet and I was amazing and picked up the slack and did, did reviews for us. But it was that idea that while I was in Canada, away from my PlayStation, away from my PlayStation VR, I was not like, I got to get back to Call of the Mountain. I gotta get back to what the bat. I, I was, I was, ex- I was upset that I was away from Wild Hearts. I mm. wanted to go play stuff like that, right? And then even being back the other day, we were talking about it, and you were like, "Are you gonna finish Call of the Mountain?" And I was like, "Oh, absolutely not." And I was like, mm. "You know, what I mean, like, I don't remember the character's name. I have no connection to what was going on in the story. It's climbing and shooting arrows, which again, it does really well. I'm not taking away from those mechanics, but I'm not clamoring for that experience. We're gonna talk about, you know, today uh, on PS. I love you, XOXO, Patreon.com/slash kind of fun to watch it live everywhere else tomorrow. We're talking about Horizon one year later, right? As we're playing through uh, Forbidden West to get ready for the DLC. And goddamn, I'm having so much fun being back in that world, right? I am right now. Like, oh, I'd really like to get back and get a few more trophies and do this whole thing. I do. I, there isn't even an inkling of that with me with Call of the Mountain. Mm. To the point of when we did the PSVR 2, and it was, uh, you know, I for before your eyes, I was like, this is the first must-play. You know, I, understandably so. Maybe a little bit more angry than I would like. The PlayStation VR 2 audience did come at me like, what are you talking about? Call of the Mountain. Gran Turismo. And I was like, I understand you. I don't think those are must plays. I don't think those are things I'd say you sh- if you, ha- oh my God, stop everything if you have the headset and go get this thing. And that's what's killing this. And so I said, I didn't want to talk about my personal experiences and then give you five minutes on it. From a more wide take of it, I think what has been shocking isn't the right word because I think we expected it, right? But mm-hmm. what is the, oh man, this is not going well, is the fact that 
PlayStation VR 2 launched, I saw Paris, I saw Khalif, I saw uh, our friend David, uh, I saw people tweeting about it, talking about it at launch, and then whoop, the oxygen left the room. I have not seen people talking about PlayStation VR 2 since then. Like, and I, mean, I, don't, I don't even mean now, weeks later, I mean days after launch. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing of just like, do you know this thing's out? They released Switchback, right? N- nobody could be bothered to care about it. Like, you know, it's this, we did the Before Your Eyes thing, and we knew it was a gamble. Hey, let's not even put Before Your Eyes in the title, because of course, that's not, uh, that's an indie game. Not many people know it. Let's talk about the first must-play PlayStation VR 2. That episode tanked. Like, right? Like, and, I, and I, this isn't me blaming, and it's just like, that, those are the bellwethers of like, how is this thing doing? Let's take a, a temperature check. Do people care? No. They cared at launch and because they want to know about it, and now there's this, and now there's this kind of stuff where people are going to care about this. People love being right, and they love being mm-hmm. negative, and they love you know bringing out their knives and forks to carve up the body. I don't know what's going to happen with PlayStation VR 2, and I, 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 I would say it, it, disaster sounds so crazy. like It sounds sure. so much hyperbole. This has been a disappointing launch, and I don't see how they can turn it around. That's the thing is, well, d- disaster is relative to, again, what the expe- expectations were, right? And for asking is this a disaster i don't think it's a disaster for playstation because playstation is gonna be fine right yeah, they're gonna continue to operate as playstation and I, the worst that happens with this is that it goes the way of the vita right maybe even faster oh, uh, and i i do think that 100 that'll be what it is yeah. yeah exactly and like i think that's a disaster for playstation vr and i think that speaks to we're probably not going to see a psvr 3 unless the landscape dramatically changes in the next six or seven years of what vr is and i think that speaks to we're also probably not going to see that much support for psvr 2 in the um what past two years from now right like even right now when you talk about long-term psvr 2 titles that come into the platform like that's been my biggest complaint what are are we talking about what are we talking about there's not a long-term like by by the time we got to the ps5 we knew that we're going to get a uh, a spider-man game we knew that we're going to get a god of war game we knew that we're going to get a horizon game we got a Horizon game at launch for PSVR 2 that didn't set the world on fire. That is, is is fine, right? I think it's a good game, but I don't think a lot of people are out here like, yes, this is a must-play VR title, even on PSVR 2. I think the best thing you can say about that game is that it is beautiful and it showcases the tech pretty well in terms of what the tech can do. Sure. But shooting feels great. And the shooting the, bow the, the shooting feels the combat great. feels great. Um, but it's also not one where if you get PSVR 2, I'm like, oh, you need, you absolutely need to play yep. Horizon Call of the Mountain. If you're yep. a Horizon fan, you absolutely need, I, I wouldn't say that, right? And so when you t- when you look at Horizon that way and you look at the library that's on PSVR 2 right now and you look at, one, what's on the horizon, no pun intended, in terms of what's announced, not really anything exciting. Firewall? Firewall, I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's like, exciting. I'll, I'll be stoked about us. that. But again, that's going to be a great let's play in the office. Yeah. That's going to be a great demo experience some, at some point, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> then it's going to be like, when we go home, are we going to be so into it that we're like, let's roll, let's do it tonight? Well, so right now, you don't have software that is selling the platform, and there's not really the promise of software on the horizon yet that's going to sell the platform. And then you look at the performance of, of software on the platform right now, which I'm sure when you look at the numbers of headsets that are out there, I'm sure that the software is probably doing fine relative. But when you're talking about 270,000 units, not every vr owner is going to get every vr game right yeah. and so how is a game like before your eyes doing how is a game like what the bat doing what fraction of those two hundred seventy thousand are getting their hands on that game on playstation yeah. like thirty thousand isn't a great number if you're putting out a, a new piece of software on a, on a platform right you want to aim way higher than that and you can't get high numbers if there aren't a high amount of uh, units out there to play on you talked about it right but it, and i think it's worth bringing up again that yes i think it is a lot like vita and it is a lot like playstation move where it is this launch, bop, bop, and immediately 
people are in the general audience is either they don't care about it or like eh, whatever kind of thing, which then immediately kills the desire of developers to make these games. And so then what you have to rely on is does PlayStation and again, the VR market space has been very interesting, right? Even though we give them shit about it, like when Quest put out their <laughs> press release the day before of like whatever it was, 42 of the 47 things are available right now on Quest are available on Quest. Like there are, it is such a small pool. Even let's say, let's just say at face value, the 270K uh, is, is correct, right? It's such a small pool that you do see a lot of VR developers developing and putting their stuff out on everything. So you're trying to get everywhere with that, right? But even that said, like, what is the chilling effect on the fact that this came out and isn't, first off, a huge success? Secondly, not really supported by PlayStation. Like, where are the ads? Where are the thing? Where are, where are you drumming up the support and telling us what the roadmap is, right? Again, mm -hmm. I think it's Firewall. For me personally, and I know it won't work for most people, Ghostbusters, Rise of the Ghost Lord, I'm going to still want to play and stuff like that. But beyond that, where are we going with it and what is it doing? I think that is there. And if you're a dev, and especially if you're, we've seen so many of the VR devs from, I would say, VR Gen 1, right? Whether it be PlayStation VR, the first Oculus or whatever. We've seen so many of them stop making VR games. You either get mm -hmm. bought by Facebook or you, you know, get partnered with PlayStation or whatever, or you just stop making VR games. And that's, I'm playing fast and loose, but you know, so many people have stepped away from it to make other games. Like, if you're if you were one of those devs who was like, we're working on this game, we're gonna put it out at PlayStation uh, VR two launch, yada yada. But here it is. Do you, like what the bat developers who made what the golf and was you know a wildly successful game, right? Mm. Are they looking at this being like, we got to make more VR stuff? And I don't. And I'm also playing fast and loose with that one. I'm not sure how that game came to be. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if anybody partnered with them, yada yada yada. I think if somebody's coming and paying your bills and asking you to make it, one of these publishers, one of these uh, hardware manufacturers, cool. If you're owned by them, cool. If you're not, I think you're just moving on to other things because you want to stay financially solvent. You want to yeah. make sure you're able to keep making games for your business. I want to bring in a question from Jake Rocks 7 who writes in economy.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, with PSVR 2 off to a poor start, only reportedly selling 270,000 units, what do you think PlayStation will end up doing moving forward? Double down and continue supporting it? Cut the cost and take a bigger loss? Or pull a PS Vita and throw the baby out with the bathwater? Also, if you're... Okay, they didn't, like, the Vita wasn't immediately <laughs> killed, everybody. <laughs> also, if you were in charge of, of this at PlayStation, what would you do to revitalize the PSVR 2? Or do you think it's too late slash too small of an audience to focus on? I want to I want to uh, focus in on the part of the question where um, Jake here asks about cutting the cost. Do you think that's a possibility here? Do you do you think we yeah. see the PSVR two get cheaper? Yes, I do. I hope so. I think I think you have to. I mean, everything comes down to price eventually, right? But yeah, for right now, to try to get people into this market, to try to do whatever, this is something we alluded to yesterday, maybe another day. But when I was talking about like you know. Uh, cutting your losses and, you know, okay, cool. It's a sunk cost. We've put in so much money, this thing has to come out. And I think I was talking about a game the other day about it, but now I'm talking more about VR, right? Mm. right? That had to have been a conversation in the run-up to this of like, whoa, we've been working on PlayStation VR 2 and the market has changed. VR didn't set the world on fire. We've seen other people actually recede from the market. Do we push through or do we kill it? And there must have been a conversation of like, well, we believe that it's cool. We believe it could be neat. We want to keep pushing and trying. And we've put so much money into it. Let's just get it out there and turn as much profit as we can from it. And I imagine that now that they're there, that is an ongoing conversation for the bean counters there of, okay, cool. It's out and it's not doing well. And there's nothing on the horizon that's making you go, well, this will be it. There's yeah. a system seller coming. There's Uncharted coming. There's whatever coming. Like if there isn't something like that coming, it is like, let's squeeze as much juice as we can from it right now. We have all this product. Let's get it out there. Let's do stuff about it. And then, put out a deal that, you know, you buy and you get some extra games or you do this, or you get that, or, you know, try to put it out and have it 
around one of the moments, try to make this a moment, but mm-hmm. even that I don't have belief in. I believe that there'll be a PlayStation blog one day announcing, hey, PlayStation VR 2 is coming down in price. Don't forget, if they haven't put out Firewall and Ghostbusters, that's coming too. That's going to be fun, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. I, I I think for, Jake, what you're asking, right, in terms of what's the route to take here, I, I'm of two minds. I think if your mind is, as PlayStation, if you're like, hey, we knew going into this, right, as we're approaching PSVR 2, that the VR space just isn't a space that we can thrive in just based on costs, based on where um, the, um, the economy is at, based on, like, a number of factors – Hey, let's just let's just release it right and see see what it does right. If you're that version of PlayStation, then yeah, I would put up a blog post, be like, hey, we're dashing prices. See how much you can sell there, and then just roll with it, right? See if you can get um, indie devs or triple or um, third party devs to come and make games for it, and then just sunset it over time. If you're a PlayStation that really does believe in this and really wants to see it thrive and 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 um, blow up, I think you need to treat it more seriously. I think you need to give it more. Do prominence. you think they're that PlayStation? No, <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, and I, and I and I want to make it very clear. Like, I don't think that's bad. Like, I lo- I love VR when I've had the life changing experiences. Yada yada yada. I'd like to see it thrive and grow and change, but it, I'm not looking to PlayStation. They have to do that. Nor am I. I think I think even though the PlayStation VR one marketing we always talk about when she was like, uh, oh, you know, Gen one was more clear. I think the way they treated PlayStation VR two at launch, the build up to launch, even made it pretty clear of like, if you're getting into this. This is what it is. Like, we're not over-promising. We're not doing it. I think that the way PlayStation has not talked about PlayStation VR 2 has set what it is of, like, this is what it is, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I honestly think the, quote-unquote, if you want, failure here of how it's launched or whatever, PlayStation is bulletproof right now because the PlayStation 5 is so good. Their first party is so good. They did this. They put it out. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Okay. We're lowering the price, and there's a library of, by the time they lower price, there's 60-some games out there, if not more, have at it if you want it. There's a bunch of cool stuff, and yeah, that's I, they'll never say that's it. We're you know we're not supporting it. Yada yada yada. I just think it'll continue to be as quiet as it is right now. That's yeah, and I think the thing is the other the the ask for the other side if they are going to go all in would be put more first parties on it, like announce those games, of course, like give PSVR two a big presence at the next PlayStation showcase. Give PSVR two more prominence on the stores and on the blogs, like. You got to really put a lot of resources to that. And to your point, right? I don't think they will because I don't know if that's the route they want to go. I think they know what the um, the level of performance they can expect out of a PSVR 2 right now for where we're at yeah. um, in the industry and where we're at just economically. And yeah, I don't I don't see it having that much of a future past like three or four years from now. I hope I'm wrong, right? I hope it. I mean, I think but, that's bullish. Like, yeah. honestly, I just, I don't even, I think next year, and I, again, what does that actually mean? But next year, I don't think we're, actively talking about PlayStation VR 2. I think it's there. Yeah. I think we run through games that are coming out that are third-party indies that are coming to every VR platform, so they're trying to run that out. But I just, I think, like, I don't understand right now what you could do to make PlayStation VR 2 a bigger deal. I do, I do, I gotta believe that they have at least a couple of of um, first-party games that are unannounced, right? Like, I, I would imagine they got an Astrobot in there, and maybe you have... Either a um, the Concrete Genie does pixel, maybe a pixel, pixel opus opus game, yeah. or maybe an Insomniac game because they've done VR stuff in the past. And I hear you, and I feel that, and I hope I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. But again, and I, again, we're talking. You know, I I think PlayStation, for better or worse, has made it seem, and that's what, and I I tend to believe them that they just don't care about PlayStation VR two. Mm-hmm. That it, it's this pet project. I think it's from a PlayStation from a bygone era that has changed as the market's changed. And they put it out and they did their thing and it's done. I think if you were so behind it as to have Insomniac, because that's 
Insomniac, when they were third party, made so many VR games. They understand VR. If you were so bullish that you were gonna believe in VR two, I think you would have announced. You would have announced launch. Were, yeah. That hey, Insomniac is making these. If it was just a logo, and let's just say it's a Spider Man game, you know what I mean? Yeah. The logo on this, and like maybe the argument would be, well, let's get Spider Man two out, and then we start talking. But it's like, what? At that, and, and, and even if I was there, again, we get in the sunk cost conversation. That's the plan. Release Spider-Man 2. We'll get you through, I assume, the DLC structure, kind of how they did with Spider-Man 1, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll start really going in. If I was PlayStation, that was the roadmap, I'd be like, yo, Insomniac, just stop. Like, I don't know how much money we've put into it, but stop. Like, it's not even worth doing the VR thing. Like, what, mm -hmm. I'm going to make a Spider-Man game for 270,000 units, and maybe that sells more units and gets us to 300,000, maybe 350 by the time we get that out. You know what I mean? Like... Why are we doing this for such a small audience? Mm. Why are we investing that much money, that much time, that much talent into this thing for such a small audience? Fair point. Story number two. EA is restructuring and laying off 6% of its workforce. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Electronic Arts today announced that it will be laying off approximately 6% of its staff as part of a restructuring plan that also includes optimizing its real estate portfolio and refocusing its efforts around growth opportunities. EA's last annual report said it employed 12,900 people globally as of the end of March 2022, when a 6% cut would have put the total number of layoffs around 775. In a note to staff about the cuts, EA CEO Andrew Wilson emphasized that the company, quote, is operating from a position of strength, end quote, and will be focused on a handful, uh, focus on a handful of strategic priorities going forward, building games with large communities, making the most of, these, uh, of those communities with social and creator tools, and creating blockbuster interactive storytelling, quote, as we drive greater focus across our portfolio, we're moving away from projects that do not contribute to our strategy, reviewing our real estate footprint, and restructuring some of our teams, Wilson said. He added, quote, this is the most difficult part, and we are working through the process with the utmost care and respect. Where we can, we are providing opportunities for our co colleagues to transition onto other projects. Where that's not possible, we are providing severance pay and additional benefits, such as healthcare and career transition services, end quote. EA began informing employees of the layoffs earlier this quarter. Wilson said the publisher expects to continue informing affected employees into the early part of its next fiscal year, which begins April 1st. EA also filed an 8K form uh, with the Securities and Exchange Commission today, uh, saying it expects to incur $170 million uh, to $200 million in charges as a result of the restructuring plan. It added the restructuring should be finished uh, by, the, by the end of September. What was that about 8K? I was making a joke about how 4K, 8K. Uh, I, was like, I was like, I don't know Nick. Like 8K, that's you a lot. Do? That's a lot, man. When you said I was like, oh, damn, it's more serious than I thought. The 8K, I'm sure it's very serious. Though. But that's a bummer. Of course. Yeah. Layoffs suck. Uh, you know, restructuring sucks. Uh, you know, we continue to be on this precipice of are we going to a recession or not? Is, you know, are the layoffs and uh, closures we're seeing in tech uh, just a tech problem? Or are they going to be an entire, uh, you know, worldwide thing? I listen to a lot of NPR where they continue to tell you, no, no, it's just tech being tech. And I'm like, mm, okay, I, I guess. But it's also, I think I was talking about this. Um, I guess this was a, a conversation with uh, other adults, not like us being clowns here. Mm -hmm. But in general, just that it just seems to be everyone wants to make sure they can weather the storm if there's a storm. So they keep going through of like, how can we get leaner? How can we get meaner? What can we do? And it's one of those where 
you see this happening, and I'm not speaking, I don't think we have the numbers in here for EA, but you see this happening for a lot of different companies that are reporting profits, that are reporting a great year, yeah. but they're like, no, actually, you know what, we're going to still button this I up. I mean, that's why. That's kind of why I had the pause where they say we're operating from a position of strength. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're laying off right? 6%. Historically, you'd see layoffs and stuff like that come when it's there's been a bad turn, there's been a bad thing, something, we're down year over year, yada, 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 and we've seen not across the industry, but in a lot of layoff reports, you do see actually things are going really well. We see it a lot in our, our sphere, right, where people are laying off people, but it's like we were just told we were doing a great job. We told views were great. Like, mm-hmm. And that's journalism, which is a whole different thing. But, yeah, I think it's just, you know, where we're at right now is like companies did balloon up during COVID. You did start doing different things and then make new work uh, 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 avenues. You know, there was yeah. different um, – I want to say workload, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Work – pipelines i'll stay but yeah. that's not even what i wanted either that have they changed and grown and like you know you tried different things and they didn't work or they did work or maybe the old ways don't work anymore and you go into it and so yeah it totally sucks that people are getting laid off but sadly yeah. that's you know happening everywhere yeah and like hearts of course go out to the people that are losing their jobs and then also yeah to your point right the tech space is wild right now and absolutely scary yeah, yeah, yeah. like at this point i know multiple multiple people that work in the tech space or work in the game space right that have lost their jobs and it's very disheartening every single time um and so yeah like heart goes out there and then also like interesting to see them talking about restructuring um then talking about we're gonna um we focus on a handful strategic priorities going forward talking about building games with large communities making the most of these communities with social and creator tools and then creating blockbuster interactive storytelling i wonder what that means in terms of the pipeline of ea games that we know are coming out and where ea has been in the last i'd say generation where I've talked about this, I think, a bit with Tim, where earlier, last generation, and generations past, right? EA's been the bad guy. Everybody's treated EA like the bad guy. Yeah. Everybody's treated EA in, in, like, in a lot of fair ways, right? Because it is, hey, we have a lot of um, annualized games. Hey, we canceled Star Wars, um, the, this, uh, yeah, we ragtag because it's single player, right? Like, they made a lot of decisions that rub people the wrong way and gave people reason to go, oh, man, this is not, this is not a game company that understands what i want as a player sure they're not making art exactly they're making profit whereas in the last few years i feel like they've been turning a bit right yeah. like yeah, we've, yeah. we've seen uh, i was gonna say titanfall 2 you know they treat titanfall 2 bad but like games from respawn in general right jedi jedi fallen order i think is an example of that dead space remake right yeah. they've announced skate uh they've announced other games they, there's the, the the reported black panther project that they might be working on right. the open world one and it's like oh damn this is an ea that i can start to get behind i hope this restructuring that they're talking about doesn't mean that, hey, we're reverting to old EA. Mm, rever- I doubt it. I mean, yeah. you never know, but I, I doubt it. I think, sadly, it's just business, the business side of it, businessing, which I know yeah. isn't a great answer. People lose their jobs. You know, it's a t- terrifying time to be out of work. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but I, I don't read into it as like they're turning the ship the wrong way again. Or I hope so. Effect. Story number three, Blizzard's games were reportedly pulled from China after Activision felt NetEase threatened Bobby Kotick. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. A potential misunderstanding which left Activision Blizzard executives feeling that CEO Bobby Kotick had been threatened by his NetEase counterpart reportedly contributed to the company pulling its games in China. That's according to a New York Times source who have claimed that uh, simmering tensions between the long-term partners over a license renewal came to a head during a conference call last October. During the conversation, which was conducted at times through translators, Activision executives reportedly felt that NetEase CEO William Ding had threatened to sway the Chinese government to either block or support uh, Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, depending on the outcome of the negotiations. 
Other sources told the publication that this had never been NetEase's intention and was in fact a, simply a misunderstanding. NetEase spokesman Alexandru Voisa uh, also de denied that Ding had tried to intimidate Activision, which he said was continuing to, quote, harass and taunt companies uh, and regulators worldwide, end quote. Further talks uh, following October's conference, uh, conference call failed to heal the rift that had developed between the companies. Activision Blizzard, which had held license, licensing agreements with NetEase since 2008, pulled its games from the Chinese market in January. The move left local players unable to access titles including World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Warcraft 3 Reforged, Overwatch, the StarCraft series, Diablo 3, and Heroes of the Storm. Days before the games went offline, NetEase tore down a <laughs> NetEase tore down a World of Warcraft statue outside his headquarters in an apparent symbolic gesture aimed at Blizzard, and even streamed the demolition Damn, via one of its shade. official game channels. Last August, it was claimed that Blizzard and NetEase had canceled an unannounced World of Warcraft mobile game following a financial dispute. The wild one, catfight, <laughs> like. I fuck Bobby Kotick, I think, first of all, but then also, like, I it, it's not surprising that he is very potentially the center of all this, right? Like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. And, and, and Blizzard falling out and him being like, I feel attacked, <laughs> I feel like I'm being threatened, <laughs> blow it all up. Like, come on, bro. Well, also, I mean, you know, it's crazy that you're in a conversation where you feel that the president of NetEase is able to threaten to sway the Chinese government. To yeah. like, and, you're, and you're like that could actually happen so yeah <laughs> fuck these guys absolutely wild and yeah i, I the, the, it's very funny the part where they're talking about yeah we they tore down the world war that's Fest awesome statue that is awesome. it on the official channels like that's baller yeah. like i i i, I appreciate that detail Here it is <laughs> and now roger has it pulled up if you're watching the video version and yeah they're just taking it apart <laughs> on a live streaming this is on another level yeah holy that's incredible that's incredible well, yeah well Sucks to suck. I don't know. Yes, that's just more in the saga. I just, I just, just drama. I, I like some story. good tea. I like some good tea. Some good drama. Um, we got some more drama to talk about. But before we get there, I want to tell you about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can go and you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore. Uh, and now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium 
polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrace.com if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're, <laughs> we're back to story number four. I don't know what I, wanted, what I wanted to come back to. <laughs> I think I had like a thing in my mind and I lost it's it. Gone. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. gone. We're back. Story number four. Hogwarts Legacy leads February sales charts. This is Christina Alexander at IGN. Hogwarts Legacy soared high on the charts as the best-selling game of February 2023, while The Last of Us sales rose with it. The sales numbers were shared by Matt Piscatella, executive director and games industry analyst at Circana, formerly known as MPD. Did you know that? They changed their name. Circana. I did know that. I didn't know that. Did you know that one time we were at E3 and Matt was in front of me at line at the Carvery next door? Cravery? Carvery? Lowry's car. It's gone a business now. It doesn't matter. And we we didn't talk. Figure out the name. And then we walk. I walked out because I was like, "This line's too long." Mm-hmm. And he he he, he texts or tweeted. He's like, "Wait, was that you? We never actually met in person." I was like, "Yeah, you were talking to somebody else. So I didn't want to interrupt." Oh, yeah. He was like, "Come back. I can tell you the top ten selling games of the last month." <laughs> <laughs> they used to do a great roast beef sandwich there. Get a side of broccoli. Oh, really? Damn. Rest in peace. Now they got a pachis there. You can get good pizza. Oh. Uh, but you're never going to E3, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that was exactly. <laughs> that's never God. happening. So don't worry about oh, it. Man. God, that, that bugs me out. Like I was thinking about it last night, where I'm like, E3 is not happening. It's not happening. I'm never gonna go to an E3 ever I'll again. Check the Twitter and right And I say now. ever again. I've never been to an E3. I'm never gonna be at an E3. Sucks. Sucks. Maybe uh, you will be. What? Up? Who knows? Maybe you will be. Maybe it'll still happen. No, it's not gonna happen. Still no tweets from them. <laughs> I keep checking them every morning. I like go directly to ESA. I'm like, did they announced it this morning. No. All right. Probably tomorrow. Maybe next. Read Pop not tweeting about it either. Well, Reed Pop hasn't tweeted since May 5th, 2020. <laughs> well, I guess it's July 23, 2020. Mm. Uh, showing Hogwarts Legacy ranked first in February sales for PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam. Not only is the game the not only is the game last month's uh, bestseller, but it is also the best-selling game of 2023 year-to-date, surpassing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the Dead Space remake, Madden NFL 23, and FIFA 23. The sales of Last of Us games climbed up the charts last month as well, uh, but still tra- uh, trailed behind the Wizarding World title. The Last of Us Part 1 ranked 6th on the sales chart, up from 11th in January, besting Wild Hearts, Like a Dragon Ishin, and Octopath Traveler 2, all of which are new releases. 
Meanwhile, The Last of Us Part 2 ranked 18th, up from 41st in the previous month, trailing just behind Sonic Frontiers, which was released in November, hell yeah. Last month, Warner Brothers Games announced that Hogwarts Legacy sold over 12 million copies two weeks after its launch. The company touted the game as its biggest global launch ever, despite controversy surrounding it well before it released. The top 10 best-selling video games for February 2023 look like this. At number 10, you got Octopath Traveler 2. At number 9, you got Like a Dragon, Ishin. At number 8, you got Wild Hearts. At number 7, Elden Ring. Uh, at number 6, The Last is Part 1. Number 5, FIFA 23. At number 4, you got Madden NFL 23. At number 3, Dead Space. At number Dead 2, Space. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And then at number 1, you got Hogwarts Legacy. Anything stick out to you here, Greg? No, I mean, Hogwarts, no surprise, right? As they said before, I mean, Warner Brothers has been touting the success of that uh, to anyone who listens. So over 12 million, you're like, yeah, that's not going to get caught by anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was cool to see Octopath Traveler make the list. You know, I, I, I like Octopath. I've been enjoying my time with Octopath. Um, I know it's more of a niche game, right? This JRPG, that's, but being on more platforms, I'm sure that gave it a boost to get it in there. Uh, like a dragon being up there, Wild Hearts being up there. That's all great. Uh, no surprise. I guess, you know, it's interesting to see the bump The Last of Us got. I mean, again, I think we knew that was going to happen mm -hmm. because of the show and how great it was. But, no, pretty standard month, I think. Hell yeah. You? No, not really. I think this all, this all lines up. Um, it's, I always, and this is one thing I meant to bring up during the PSVR 2 conversation. But, like, I feel like you can always tell how these things are going to land anecdotally just by looking at your timeline. Or, for me, in the last few years, looking at TikTok. Because I, yeah. I am implanted firmly into like what mainstream video game tiktok unfortunately and like i'll go through and it is all right hogwarts legacy is taking over my timeline of course, this week, yeah, right yeah, like 100%. around this time last year it was elden ring had completely taken over my timeline and uh, i was gonna bring up during the psr2 thing because i'm not seeing one playstation no, vr no tiktok except um, janet janet did some stuff and i that didn't even <laughs> that didn't show up on my for you page i got to click over the following tab um but yeah like it i i, I think for what we've been seeing online, for what we've been seeing on word of mouth, and then also like what what, what we know about the IP, of course Hogwarts Legacy was going to do gangbusters. Twelve million is a lot, right? Like I think at, at that point you are approaching twelve million in two weeks. You are approaching like Elden Ring numbers. I can't remember where Elden Ring was at this time, but .com slash you're wrong. You're wrong. I feel like it was floating somewhere around here. Maybe Elden Ring was maybe a little bit more, but yeah, like th those are insane numbers for any video game. And I think you have to have an IP like wizarding world or harry potter to in order to, to hit something like that um but yeah cool to see last of us uh, hit the top 10 again that's not a surprise in fact i'm surprised it's not even more <laughs> like i i, I would have even like guessed that maybe it would hit top like four or even three but maybe you know last was P not pc not being out yet oh, well, now that it's out though now that it's out everybody's gonna hop on last is pc what could go wrong um but cool yeah it's nice it's nice to see the numbers shake out like this and then yeah like a dragon Eation is another one that i don't know if i would have guessed it makes sense because it's a new game but it's a spinoff of a grpg series that is also taking place in history that you know isn't blowing up in terms of like reviews or whatever so sure. i'm impressed to see it uh, hit that high but i mean yakuza fans they're, they're out, out there. there they're diehard now Mighty. more than them than ever story number five netflix might be putting its video games on tvs this <gasps> is jordan serrani at ign Netflix may be expanding its video game offerings from mobile devices to television screens, according to code uncovered within the streamer's iOS app. As uncovered by app developer Steve Moser on Twitter and reported by Bloomberg, code within the Netflix app suggests that the company is experimenting with running games on TVs using smartphones as controllers. As one, live, one line of uncovered code reads, quote, 
A game on your TV needs a controller to play. Do you want to use this phone as a game controller? Uh, end quote. Netflix's foray into games launched in November 2021 as a supplement to its movie and TV offerings. In the, in the year and a half since Netflix has established or acquired six in-house game studios, including Oxenfree developer Night School Studio. The service's current game library, playable only on mobile, mobile phones and tablets, includes over 50 games. Highlights include Arcade Beat-Em-Up, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, Interactive Film Trilogy, Immortality, Woo! and Strategy Game Into the Breach. Netflix is also developing tie-in games to some of its most popular series, including The Queen's Gambit, let's fucking go, uh, Money Heist. Remember when you willed that into existence? <laughs> I do, yeah. Like, dreamed it, and then the next day it got announced. Well, what, what else do I want? Give me a, give me a you video game. <laughs> give me a you, you want to stalk game. people i love no i gotta catch him let me catch him i don't okay. want to i don't want to play as a stalker oh my apologies yeah no, no, no. <laughs> who do you think i am i'll never commit crimes in a video game uh and then shadow of bone uh despite less than one percent of subscribers playing games on netflix as of august 2022 vice president of external games leanne loom uh recently said the company was very happy with user growth the streaming platform is likely looking to accelerate that growth with this potential expansion to TVs and ex its exploration of cloud gaming. Eric, how do you feel about Netflix trying to get into people's TVs? Brilliant. I mean, it's well needed, right? I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, I think you, I read this and I see, you know, not, it, it, yes, it's on TV, but it's just using the Netflix app, right? The Netflix app, putting the games on there. So when I'm paging, you're paging down and looking for something to watch, it's right there and you can do it. And then your phone can be the controller if you don't have a Bluetooth controller sunk up. Brilliant. Go yeah. for it. Of course. I think, you know, I so often forget that I have games on my, I don't, you know, I don't ever use Netflix on my phone. So it'll be that thing of like, oh, right. Like when I, we were doing Before Your Eyes. It was like, oh, shit, right, that's on my phone as well. I could, ha And I was like, how does it work? And I booted up Netflix and went in. And I was like, oh, shit, this works really impressively on a phone using the camera. Like, that's awesome. And I think I've talked to other people like, oh, you should play Immortality. Uh, sure, but I don't have – well, it's on – you have Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix? Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it's right there. You could get into it. You could play it on your phone. So many people don't know they're paying for that benefit. And so I think for Netflix, of course, always – trying to figure out the way to get as much out of the consumer as possible, being able to bring your offering to them and show them really what their subscription can do would be great, let alone the fact that there's so many great games on here. Like, Night School is on here, right? Like, Immortality is on here. Before Your Eyes is on here. Like, yeah, figure out a way to get that on the TV, get that front and center, make people understand that that's something there and it's an added benefit they already have. They're paying for it. Yeah, and I think, that, uh, like you mentioned, right, they have a good selection of games, and I think they're smart about the kind of games that they're bringing uh, to the Netflix uh, app, right? Because you're talking about immortality which is a weird different indie thing but it's also a thing that it's a game that i would say is very approachable it's a game that i would say is very like it's very unique and it catches your eye and it makes sense for the netflix audience because it is the cinematic live action thing you're talking about games like uh the yeah, immortality should i mean like that can, that should kill yeah like oh, why yeah. not watch these three movies out of sync figure it out get the story like, i think that's what i mean that's what netflix the has one been trying on to build to you what was the the black mirror bandersnatch thing yep like I remember playing that, watching slash playing that right because it's a choose your own um, adventure um, Black Mirror episode. I remember going through that and being like, "This could just be a, a video game. Like yeah. this would have been better if they went all in into like just the fact that hey, you're just creating a choose your own adventure video game and something like Immortality is." the fully realized version of what Netflix wants. So getting that, getting Desta, which was the game I, uh, we played last year at Summer yep. Game Fest, yeah, the dodgeball. Yeah, soccer, whatever. Yeah, was, like yeah. weird strategy weird, game. I guess, but, we but like, you know, stuff like that is cool. I think it catches the eye and you're speaking to the stuff that is popular, popular in quotes, right? I guess more critically acclaimed on mobile. Yeah, get that to people. Put it on, uh, the big thing is putting it on the TV because a lot of people are not using Netflix on their phone. Um, put it on the TV. I think having a games tab on TV is going to, 
open that up dramatically. And then, yeah, having the controller being used as, or having the phone being used as a controller, excellent idea, right? I didn't, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about that as, as a, a possibility, but it makes sense. Everybody has a phone. And I think, too, when we first started talking about Netflix getting into games, the example I always gave was my, I visited my nephew during Christmas uh, about a year ago, and the whole time I was there, he was playing games off of his Amazon Fire Stick with like um like the remote I think <laughs> the remote like the TV remote yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was hooked on playing just the jankiest looking video games you've ever seen right like these Trials Fusion type games but they looked like they were from the N64 and like yeah, they're yeah, running yeah. like trash and all this stuff like he was obsessed with these like generic ass um, mobile games yeah like give him like these actual legit well-developed games from critically acclaimed developers put them on the tv have him control it on his mom's phone that that he's gonna be obsessed with that right i think that's just another additional reason for families to keep netflix 100 percent. so yeah i think this makes complete sense for them to try and make that transition and i think they're gonna probably be very successful with it agreed story number six we're getting more info on cyberpunk's dlc in june this is directly from at cyberpunk game on twitter where they tweeted out exciting news <laughs> exciting news chooms in june <laughs> i never feel right saying it <laughs> all right chooms uh in june we'll start to share more information about the hashtag phantom liberty expansion stay tuned and then they have a picture of idris alba love that guy his character let's go i thought this was gonna be out in spring i'm surprised that it's not um out within the next few you months. know just don't rush it Get it when I get it. Fair. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I should not rush. Whenever it gets here, it gets here. No rush. Do we you we think, shouldn't Cyberpunk. rush anything CD Projekt or Cyberpunk. But hell yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I, I'm 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 interested to see what it's going to turn out to be. The, where do you think this shows up? Xbox. Ooh. Jeff Keeley's Summer Game Fest. Keeley's Bash. Yeah, Summer Game Fest. Can you start calling it Keeley's Bash? No, it's called Summer Game Fest. All right, fair enough. I'm going to. He went through a lot of branding. I'm sure to get to that. So just let him be. I mean, he changes every year though. Like what? It was kickoff, then it's live. Let's call it Bash this year. Let's call it Bash. <laughs> uh, story number seven coming off of uh, that CD Projekt Red story. Uh, CD Projekt Red is offering menstrual leave to employees. This is uh, from at CD Projekt Red on Twitter where they tweeted out, we're proud to offer menstrual leave to employees. Team members can now focus on their comfort and health by taking time off uh, when suffering from period pain. It's all about inclusivity and fostering a supportive workplace. Hashtag Inside Red. Kudos to GOG or GOG for imp- implementing this bene- benefit first. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good on him. Of course, yeah. I think that's long overdue from everything I've ever heard about menstrual pain. Yeah. Like, it fucking sucks. And it's always the joke, right? I've always heard from uh, uh, women uh, that are just like, yo, if this, if this happened to a man. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, for me, it comes back to the idea of there's a difference between making everything i guess the same like making rules the same for everybody versus what equality really is right because when yeah. you're when you have a workplace or you have a work culture that has been fostered by the same kind of person right or fostered by men or fostered by white men, white people or whatever it is right you can say hey we're gonna make the rules the same for everybody but that might not necessarily deal with the differences that people do have right and of so course. i think um adding this in is a really good step towards creating work, a workplace that genuinely does feel like it cares for everybody 100 percent uh final news story story number eight the first last list pc patch is here this is from tom ivan at video games chronicle naughty dog has released the first update for the heavily criticized pc version of the last was part one following a short delay the last was hit pc on tuesday and has received mostly negative reviews on steam with a significant number of players complaining about performance issues and crashes they've not watched greg's uh pc tips, greg's, gotta, tech yeah, tips. greg's tech tips episode tech 38 
uh, episode 38? <laughs> yeah, I need to cast the first I'm just going to put episodes. out random mass episode numbers on it from here. <laughs> uh, the game's first update was released on Wednesday. Na- uh, Naughty Dog said it primarily focused on stability and performance improvements alongside other smaller ones. Cool. There you go. Your first step toward Last of Us PC being By the time with. Last of Us Faction gets here, PC players, you'll be fine. I love yeah, that shot, shot. Of Greg with the soap. <laughs> I did not see the soap before you grabbed the soap. Legitimately, yeah. it felt like you just like just um, uh, like made it appear out of nowhere. It felt like a magic trick when you pulled out that soap. I make magic every day here. Kind of funny, everybody. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Greg, I can't wait to see Naughty Dog and Iron Galaxy make magic and make this game run on PC. But that day is probably just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom grab shops today, where would I look? Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to the official list of upcoming software. Each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Dredge for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Last Worker for PS5, Xbox Series X, PSVR 2, Switch, and PC. Panorama for PC. The Great War Western Front for PC. Ravenbound for PC. Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon, Early Access for PC, Lunark for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch, Total Tank Generals for PC, Total Tank Generals, Vertigo 2 for PC, and then Bat Boy for everything. New dates for you Nobunaga's Ambition Awakening launches on July 20th for PS4, Switch, and Steam. Wild Frost launches on April 12th for Switch and PC. Cassette Beasts launches on April 26th for PC and PC Game Pass. Live Alive comes to PS4, PS5, and Steam on April 27th. Let's freaking go. Rusted Moss launches April 12th for PC. Ed Zero Zombie Uprising launches July 13th for Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. And then DXIT Eternal Matters will release on April 14th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Uh, we got two deals of the day for you. Xbox Games with Gold for April 2023 have been announced. Out of Space Couch Edition is out uh, for Xbox Games, or is coming out for Xbox Games with Gold. And then Peaky Blinders Mastermind. Oh, people love Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I heard people also love Out of Space. Really? Couch Edition. No. <laughs> no, I never heard of it. Uh, and then another deal of the day for you. Dying Light Enhanced Edition will be available on the Epic Game Store for free April uh, 6th through April 13th. Now it's time. Reader mail that's where you write in to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to get your questions read on the show. And Greg, we got two options <gasps> for questions. Do you want a question that's about the Scott Pilgrim anime, anime that's been announced and what video game inspiration it might take, okay. or do you want a question about how the next Zelda game could miss? Ooh, I'd go Zelda. I'm All not right. going to have anything to of note for you on the anime. You know okay. what I mean? Fair enough. I'll just say I'm very excited about the anime. I think it looks really cool. Uh, it's a game show, so why even, you know, why even bring it up? You know? Well, I mean, it's because video game influences, right? They played the Zelda song in the movie, that one oh, part. There you go. You're right. Yeah, they, they have that. pixels in it. That's sure, a video you're right. I'm thing. wrong. You're right. Yeah, Chris but. Evans is in it. I'm sure he plays video games. Uh, Luke Sims writes in <laughs> to codify.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, is there a way... For each of you personally, that the new Zelda game could miss. Mm. Ignoring maybe performance issues, is there realistically anything within its gameplay or narrative that could, in theory, make you say, not today, Satan? I feel like... Of course there is. I'm sure there's something in there that would totally throw me off. I didn't love side quests in Breath of the Wild. Mm. I felt like they were a bit too... Hey... 
This guy needs... They weren't direct enough. I remember on a lot of them playing it for the review period being like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. I'm not even 100% sure. I'd like that to be clear. I guess if that got even more vague, I'd have a problem with that, but just roaming Hyrule, exploring it and finding the new things like we're talking about, like, just don't fuck that up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, for me, there's not... It's hard to think of a version of this game that is bad. I can think of versions that are underwhelming, sure. right? But if you're working on the building blocks of breath of the wild then there like, there's like what are you gonna fuck up there right yeah, like, you yeah, already yeah. have this great sandbox you already have all these great pieces to work with i think one of the things for me would be for if the crafting and fusing system just didn't feel like it um lived up to what the promise is sure right like sure, if, sure. if it does feel like more of a fallout 4 than something that is a bit more natural this is not me throwing shade at fallout 4 but just it sounds like it was more sounds the like idea was. of i did not interact with that stuff in fallout 4 because it felt almost like playing a different game at that point i don't want that to be the case in tears of the kingdom right like i want i like i want to look at any two items and be like oh what happens if i defuse oh shit i didn't know this could happen right i want that level of oh i th- it just works <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. right i want it to feel natural i want it to inspire creativity because i think for me that's what i love so much about breath of the wild is that i felt so creative in the ways that i, I can interact with the world if i set the grass on fire that creates an updraft of wind that i can use to like sure. you know gain get higher, uh, get higher. you know if i whip out my metal sword in a thunderstorm that will then in- induct lightning and then or conduct lightning and then I, I, I can throw that at an enemy maybe they, like that happens or i can solve puzzles in all these different ways the physics system in that game is so off the chain i think if you're introducing fusing and crafting as a major element then it has to it has to be at that level I, it can't be anything anything less than that. So if that feels like it's not working in, con, in conjunction with the rest of the game, I could see that being very disappointing for me. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Now it's time to squad up. Jeremy writes in with a squad up on PlayStation and says, I've been listening for years, and I would love to play with some new friends on Fortnite or have someone teach me how to play Apex. If you want to help Jeremy get good at Apex, you can add Jeremy on PlayStation with the username ShaffG2000. That is S-C-H-A-F-F, so Shaf, then J-E, like the two first letters in Jeremy, and then 2000, that is 2000, the numbers not spelled out. There you go, Shaf G 2000. Correct, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. What are you writing? What'd you mess up today? what I mess up? What'd you mess up? You're the one that pissed off the PC players. But they didn't write, they didn't, you're wrong me. They don't know how to use a fucking browser. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, let's see. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is in reference to. Portland Kevin says, Blessing asked if I listened to the show yesterday on KFGD. I did not listen to the show. I instead watched the show live on you. Okay, he's just he's making just a bit. A he's clown. making a bit. They're just making a clowns. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay, this is one. Nano says, Hogwarts Legacy surpassed lifetime sales. Okay, well, that's not what I'm asking for. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy surpassed the lifetime sales of Elden Ring in the UK as of March 15, 2023. Nano, did I ask about the UK? Hey, he's trying to give you what he got. That's all did he's I, trying to say. He's trying to give you what he got. Did I ask about the UK? We asked, he, he, he's trying what to country help. do we live in? He's trying <laughs> to help. Damn. He's trying to give you what he could get. That's all I could find. That's all I could find. Listen, Nano. You're on thin ice. Uh, all right, and that's it. I mean, oh, wait, actually, no. This is one from uh, Radic who says, uh, two new tidbits dropped during KFGD, and they're coming from CD Projekt's fiscal year 2022 earnings conference. Uh, CDPR just revealed that the marketing campaign for Phantom Liberty, the expansion, will start this June, which we got. We got. Uh, Radic. And then it's also revealed uh, that in terms of financial results, 2022 proved to be the second best year okay. in CD Projekt's group's 
history. He was that close. You know what I mean? If it was going to be also the menstrual thing, it would have been like, you got to let us finish the fucking show. But he, you know, he got half of it right, half of it wrong. He redeemed himself. And that's it. Kind of. That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for the show are going to be Greg and special guest, me. (laughs) 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 That's right. We're back at it like a bad habit. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is going to be a VR stream with the boys. Does that sound right, Roger? I get nervous. No, that's happening. That's, that's happening. happening. They've been right. there. Hell yeah, we're doing a VR stream. This does remind me that Mike asked me for login information and then never came to get me after we did our video. So I might have to run over there and give him what he needs. But when cool. haven't I had to give Mike something he needs? Tune in for that. If you can't tune in for that live, tune in to that later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. For now, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.